0: Hey, it's Chris. I can't believe is actually happening. We're doing the podcast again. <laughs> I know it's been forever. And I know somewhere, I don't remember where, I promised that I would be back last week. And I apologize. that It took me one extra week. But last week was so swamped. I literally had zero time to do the podcast. And I regret that. I really wanted to do it because I really enjoy this. But obviously, I did take some vacation time. But it's good to be back on the mic. I've really, really enjoyed the whole podcasting experience, which is new to me. We're only like 10 episodes deep, but already I appreciate this medium and this different avenue of connecting with people. It's really cool. I hope you guys like it too. Now, of course, we're going to get to talking about some Apple stuff in just a little bit. But first, I sort of want to give you a little bit of an update on the channel. It's a new year. Things are always in motion. And I just figured this would be a good chance to talk about what's coming up. So tell me this, have you guys noticed any changes to the videos in the last five or six uploads? Because things have been just a little bit different. Trying new things, you know, experimenting, and at the end of last year, the video length, it kinda crept up towards 20 plus minutes. And so far this year, I'm kinda trying to limit that to more into the 10 to 14 minute range and so far based on the feedback based on the reviews that seems to be going really well i've enjoyed it too it's a shorter edit process even if that does mean i can't quite say as much as i normally would so i don't know if that opens up some sort of avenue for bonus content down down the road i really don't know but i'm looking back in the last several videos man the 16 inch macbook pro can game video i know you guys probably noticed i was white as a ghost in that video here's the backstory i blame renee Ritchie actually because he i've been seeing him he's upgrading all his equipment and his game and his skills and he's been shooting in log and log just lets you edit better colors but it requires more manual work to get it looking really nice rather than just letting your camera handle it and doing some auto settings and i was like yeah you know i've never shot log i should do that i should learn it and i picked a bad time to do that because it was a sponsored video so anyways long story short just my vlog experiment really bombed and I came out looking terrible. And people were like, Man, you look dead. Or somebody commented, I, It bugs me how white he is. And then that started a whole thread. People were like, You can't talk about his race like that. And it was crazy. It was crazy. I, I moved on to uh, Cine like D. That's going to mean nothing to you if you're not a camera person uh, or if you don't shoot Panasonic. But anyways, things are looking better, <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks for sticking it out through some of those crazy experiments. But starting with the three essential iPhone and Apple Watch apps that I recently rediscovered video, that's when things really kind of took a different direction. And then from there, my 16-inch MacBook Pro is at a Lemon video, and on you know the AirPods Pro two-month review, these Mac apps are too good to miss. And just recently, the new iPad Pro accessories, you'll actually care about video, which did very well in his first two days, uh, better than a video has done in a very long time on the channel. Uh, it's just encouraging the, the views continue to grow and improve and the feedback has been good. And of course there's always that one person who's just like, I hate this guy or that, you know, it's weird. As soon as I publish people just immediately do a thumbs down one or two almost instantly even if the bulk of the feedback is positive. I don't know who's out there doing that or why, but by and large, it's just been really good feedback. And so I'm just just saying this because I'm excited about how the videos are being shot and the direction that we're going, heading into the future here. 2020 just feels like it's full of opportunity and optimism, and I'm excited, and that should excite you, hopefully, if you like the channel, because then you know that the content should be good. Because if I'm passionate about it, it's going to show. And I think it has been. But just to give you sort of a behind-the-scenes look at, like, what actually is Chris doing different besides a little bit shorter videos? I'm doing all kinds of techniques that are – part of it's just getting better at this whole YouTube thing. But letting me upload three videos per week, that's my goal. I was kind of averaged two last year. And so I'm trying to do three really great videos per week and maybe four if I get a chance. And that's been going really well and I've been shooting a lot of ultra slow-mo, 120 frames per second, and so maybe you've noticed that, and the AirPods video is ridiculously slow. In fact, I artificially slowed that down even a little bit further, um, some of those shots, but that's looking really good. Then also, you might notice I'm mixing in some really sharp and ultra clear visuals, and just really illustrating what I'm talking about a lot better, so I feel like that's really upping the quality game, and also, I've got rid of the white background, at least for now. I put a Pause on that. I got a lot of feedback from people saying that they're watching at night and that the white background was so bright it was hurting their eyes. And you know, that came from it was just clean, it looked good, I thought. But it's sort of we talk about Apple a lot and it kind of matched, you know, an Apple aesthetic. And you guys can't we talk about the stormtrooper look and and uh, this the space station look with that white interior from 2001 Space Odyssey and, and various other sci fi stuff that's where it came from, but you guys told me you really didn't like. So I'm back to just kind of the paper backdrop lit up with some different lighting and it's going good. It's easier to edit to. No green screen. So a lot of people have been asking what's going on with your sixteen inch MacBook Pro. If you guys don't know, uh I got it and it had some issues. I'm not gonna rehash those here. I made a video, is it a lemon? And <laughs> I worked with the business team locally here at my Apple store to send it back get a new one the replacement arrived last night yesterday actually and i haven't set it up yet because i think i'm gonna make a video about setting it up the first things that i do or how i set up a brand new mac i think that'd be interesting hopefully so i'm gonna do that which means i hate waiting for stuff really bad at delaying gratification so it's just taunting me sitting in the box the plastics still wrapping around it um saying chris come on wrap but i've Held off. I haven't done it yet, but that's coming up soon. Whether or not it's actually going to be better, uh, we'll see. I mean, obviously, I hope so. You know, being a YouTuber and and talking about an an issue that you have with a device to a, a large audience means that you get a lot of different ideas and feedback about what could be wrong. And so, I don't know. We'll see if it's just a Catalina thing. And we'll see if it was the hardware. We'll see. Of course, I'll make an update video sometime soon so let's move into some of the tech topics for the day i want to start with a non-apple tech product uh something that was at cs i didn't go to cs this year have gone various times in the past oftentimes it comes down to do you have a sponsor lined up and i didn't and there there's all this flux this year we just got a new agent shout out fabio and uh yeah i don't know we just i didn't go and honestly that's okay Sometimes it's really fun. Sometimes it's just extremely tiring and you get sick and uh, whatever. It's cool to see the stuff. But honestly, you can almost absorb it all and cover something like that from afar too, almost, just as easily. But needless to say, one of the things that was out there at CES floating around was multiple companies who have made vertical TVs. And at first, when I first saw it, I was like, that's really weird. But as it marinated in my head and I was thinking about it, I kind of like that idea. Now, don't shut off the podcast and don't unsubscribe. (laughs) If you're like me, I enjoy getting into Instagram and checking out people's stories. For the most part, almost more than what people are actually posting in terms of their regular photos. The stories are just more interesting uh, a lot of the time. So I think it would be really cool, actually, to watch those stories in my living room or in the office or in the studio wherever there's a tv and let that tv rotate and see those stories on a big screen maybe with some better audio than just on the phone i mean bigger is more immersive and i just think that could be cool now (laughs) if we get into this whole debate do i prefer vertical video to regular you know quote-unquote traditional horizontal video well no And I don't shoot in vertical ever. And if I'm going to make a story all professional, I would just do that in Final Cut or something. Uh, I'm not at that place where I want to make vertical video. And uh, if I could default to, you know, like pick one, I would always pick like horizontal traditional video. On this channel right now, I'm shooting in two to one aspect ratio. That's really great if you're on an iPhone, goes right up to the notch, uh, but not past. It leaves a couple of bars on the top, little thin bars if you're watching on a TV. But anyways, they're saying that these TVs are supposed to appeal to millennials who mostly watch or shoot vertical videos. This is what the article is saying on their phones. I don't know how true that is. I guess if you're not a YouTube content person like me, i got to step out of myself real quick and, and think about it. I guess most people would create and shoot vertical video. I suppose, uh, on their phones. So yeah, and I'm a millennial, so maybe that's why it appeals. The Samsung version is called the Cero, S-E-R-O, and that actually means vertical in Korean. So what they came out with was a 43-inch 4K TV, and it just looks like your standard horizontal model. But when you press a button, then the orientation switches. Basically, it's just kind of like a motor is doing what you could do with your phone going from horizontal to vertical. Apparently, I don't know all the details, but it's somehow tied to your phone. If you're a Galaxy user, Samsung Galaxy, makes sense, they make the TV, then it can sync the orientation of your phone in real time, which is kind of neat. But the article assures me that you can also mirror what's on other devices, including Your iPhone. There was a lot of interesting TV stuff floating around. Like we've seen before, we had the rollable TVs from LG. We had 8K TVs. There was a lot more of those this year, and I don't know how I feel about that because I hate being behind on things, and I don't have an 8K TV. And would I buy one? I don't know. Presumably, yes. I haven't seen one in person, I guess, I should say. But, you know, as a content creator, I'm not even shooting in 8K. I'm shooting in 4K at the max, (laughs) maybe 6k in the near future so i assume that it's gonna do some kind of upscaling kind of like 1080p looks better on a 4k display uh i don't know i just don't know i mean i'm sure it's cool but it just means to me i'm gonna be a little bit behind for a while (laughs) and that's what i don't like you guys know what i'm talking about you don't like it either okay let's get to the apple stuff i want to start with this thing that i saw has to do with the mac again um but Somebody found in the beta of macOS some hints about a new future mode called Pro Mode, which would help boost your performance on your portable Mac. So I guess this was found in the latest macOS Catalina version 10.15.3. That's the beta because .2 is currently, you know, the, the one that you can get if you're not a developer testing things out. But what people found is there's this reference to Pro Mode, which is something that you can turn on or off if you're the user. And there's even some text in there that says your apps might run faster, but your battery life might decrease and the fan noise might be louder because it overrides the fan speed limit when the Pro Mode is activated. I like this. I really like this. I can't even tell you how much I like the idea of this because sometimes I'm working on something and I need that extra boost. I'm always looking for an extra boost. I'm sure that it wouldn't be wise and you probably couldn't run this pro mode constantly all the time. But as a video editor, I find myself just maybe there's this one clip or two or several that are similar and I've changed the aspect ratio and I've done some stabilization and I've added an effect or two and it's in really high quality you know 4k and then on top of that maybe it's color graded because i've messed with the curves and i've thrown on motion vfx which was a sponsor just for transparency of a recent video uh the Film look plug-in and long story short all these things are going to make these clips look amazing but it also means that it's going to take a long time to render which I hate, I hate the rendering. And then especially if you have anything else going on, if you happen to be uploading or exporting or checking out 20 different tabs and researching and just playing music and there's other things happening too, hitting your GPU and using up some processing power, I would really love some sort of boost like this. And it's not something I ever would have thought about. It's almost like a low power mode, except it's the opposite. It's extra power mode. And it's not on your phone, it's on your Mac. I think it's brilliant. One thing to think about, if this is exciting to you too, is the compatibility. Remember when Sidecar came out, which let you use your iPad as a second display for, or an extra display, I should say, because I got three displays going on with that. That wasn't available for everybody. If you had an old enough iPad or Mac, you couldn't do it. And a lot of people were really bummed out. And I wonder if it's going to be something similar. It's got to be, where it's just limited to a certain subset of newer devices, (laughs) which means if you have an older device... That could be a good path for Apple to push people to upgrade, I suppose. So that's really interesting. I mean, I've even found myself, as you know, I maxed out everything on my 16-inch MacBook Pro, the new one, except for the storage. I only got 4 terabytes instead of 8 because cheaper to get uh, non-Apple storage to, if I need any more than that. But even with that high-powered configuration, I mean, it's not like everything happens instantly in Final Cut for me even. Things do render still. And part of me dreamed that there would be no rendering, but that's not the case. So even I'm sitting there thinking, well, man, maybe I should look at an eGPU also on top of this setup. I don't know. But then my thing was like, well, what is the benefit? Is like 10% faster? That's not really going to be worth it for how much it's going to cost. If it was like 30, 40, 50% faster on top of you know, this setup, that I, then maybe I would think about it. But then maybe why didn't I go with the Mac Pro instead of the MacBook Pro at that point with the cost? I don't know. It's all complicated. But like Tim the Toolman Man would say, more power. Yeah, I just dated myself there. Somebody's 12 listening to this, and they're like, Tim the Who Man? What now? Here's something else that's interesting. This falls under the rumor category as well, but there's a not super solid rumors so this is going to end up just being more of a discussion about what if uh, about apple maybe getting into the actual gaming pc market with a gaming mac a mac specifically designed purposefully built to be a gaming machine rather than a work focused machine or a light computing machine that maybe could also happen to run this or that game this is this would be a mac purely focused on gaming now depending on who you are that could be something that you're drooling about right now that sounds so exciting because here's here's how gaming has fit into my life i i tend to like you know more of the quote-unquote hardcore games not just the casual stuff that maybe you're paying five dollars a month or a couple dollars or the free stuff on your mobile device but you know in college really got into halo and so the first person shooter type of games uh, i like to explore like Big, good graphics. You guys know Star Wars has been one of my favorite games to be playing lately. Battlefront 2. And everybody's like, don't support EA. Well, the game is way different for whoever this matters to, this listening, than when it launched. It's good. It's really good. I like it right now. And you guys know, I just mentioned this earlier. I've made a recent video about can the 16-inch MacBook Pro game. And the answer is, if you didn't watch it, but you should watch it. But actually don't because of the Ghost White Chris. It can game, but it's not the best at gaming. So if you have this Mac, and that one in particular, because it's much more powerful than others, you can play games on it, probably through boot camp, mostly, although not exclusively. But it's not going to be the best uh, frame rate experience, um, for instance. And, you know, I've got an Xbox sitting around. A couple. One's a little bit older, but I have... Uh, The One S, I think, right now still. And I just don't use it very much anymore. Mostly because I don't have a lot of time. That's the main reason. But yet, I still feel like I would like to get some gaming in. So, I'm even intrigued by Google Stadia. Uh, I know that's had a bit of a rough launch, too. But I know they're adding, like, 100 new games here soon. And, of course, the next-gen Xbox and PlayStation are intriguing to me as well. And I did have the switch for a little while. In fact, I made a video, about it. you you should go back and watch. It's like a vintage daily tech at this point. I even did a cartridge taste test for the Nintendo switch because they had it coated in some weird thing so that kids wouldn't choke on it. Anyways, (laughs) unfortunately I sold it a while back to transform the worth of that machine into something else to review on the channel. And I really regret that. I I was having fun with Zelda breath of the wild and I wish I had, had kept it. And I haven't checked out the light version uh, yet either, but I should. And it's funny too, because a long time ago, I made a lot of PlayStation Xbox content that did really well. I I think our top content in terms of views, the top video might be an Xbox or PlayStation related video, if not that a TV video. So, but obviously, you know, I kind of shifted the focus of the channel. And now the channel is such that everyone is so focused on Apple that when I upload something that's not, specific to apple and apple fans and and users then it doesn't do very well in the algorithm the youtube algorithm because the fans the current batch of fans aren't all that interested so kind of worked myself into a corner there but i do have a lot of history in the gaming world and in liking and playing games and and not that long ago i did have a gaming pc roll through here from hp and that was an interesting story because it was an hp omen but then they redid the branding Like right, it sounds like right in the middle of when I shot this video and they say, you can't say HP Omen, it needs to just be Omen only. And so I had to go back and change colors and things and sometimes it's a giant pain working with sponsors. You guys have no idea. But still, you know, it it was a PC and I did the same thing I did with the Switch. Got rid of that thing to make room for some other stuff and that I didn't regret as much because I still just don't have that much time to game. And then I did have the 16-inch, and it could play Star Wars, at least Star Wars. (laughs) It was playable, and that satiated my gaming needs for the moment. But if you're telling me that there could, at some point in the future, exist an actual gaming Mac, that's intriguing, at the very least. Now, there was this thing that Apple made. I don't know if you know your Apple history all that much. It was called the Pippin And it was projected to sell like 500,000 units in its first year. And by the end of when it was all said and done, it only sold 42,000 units. And they only made 100,000. And the rumor goes that when Steve Jobs came back to Apple, he metaphorically or actually, I don't know, stomped on the thing when he came back in 1997. So it's not like Apple hasn't made gaming stuff before, a gaming console and the thing didn't look the best either, honestly. It was kind of ugly. But recently, they've just been more focused and had more success on mobile gaming. So on your phone, on your iPad, maybe a little bit on the Apple TV as well. So that's sort of where Apple settled on gaming. You know, the Apple Arcade direction. And maybe you like that or you don't. I canceled it. And I'm intrigued. Sometimes I check back in, but still, I haven't found a reason to sign back up. And it's not like Apple Arcade's bad or anything. It's just... You know, like, for me, I got stuck on certain games already. Like, Badland Brawl, one of my favorite games. Periodically install and uninstall it as it wastes too much time or doesn't or I need a distraction. Uh, but that's really fun. I like the multiplayer type of online multiplayer games, and, and that's not in Apple Arcade. And honestly, when I had Apple Arcade, I was playing something like that more anyway. So that's the deal there. It's not like I hate Apple Arcade. And actually... Apple's ecosystem has Appeal to other gaming companies too If you think about it Nintendo has Jumped into Apple's ecosystem They've made some games for iOS So it's not like what Apple's doing isn't Valuable or people don't appreciate it There's not certain types of gamers that Want to game that way But I think there's other people who would be really intrigued, like me, by an actual gaming Mac. And what does that mean, a gaming Mac? Would it be really sleek and sophisticated? Hopefully so. You'd want it to be tasteful, I think. That's how Apple differentiates. Instead of adding all these RGB elements and looking ugly, frankly. I I don't know. It'd be really interesting to see. And, you know, Johnny Ives is gone now. So what would this current design group do with a gaming Mac? I don't know. Part of the puzzle may have to do with the fact that Apple just recently has been showing us that they're not super obsessed anymore. Anyways, maybe interested by, but not obsessed with making ultra thin devices. So we had a few devices that got slightly bigger in order to accommodate more battery power this year. So yeah, maybe they are open to moving in a direction where there's different types of devices and scenarios available to them and to their customers because they're not obsessed with just thinner, thinner, thinner only. Now, you have to also look at the trends that are happening with cloud gaming. So Google's coming in with Stadia. Xbox has some cloud stuff happening. Just cloud. It's the new buzzword. I don't know if it's new, but in gaming, it's relatively new. And so does it even make sense at this point to really focus on your local hardware in a gaming sense maybe it doesn't maybe that ship has already sailed for apple and for people hoping for an apple gaming system because it's just not where the industry is headed and maybe that's okay if you could play and there's already some solutions out there working on this and i covered them in my app my mac gaming video recently but if you could play any game on your current device maybe your ipad Or your Mac or your Apple TV, just get a good controller, like an Xbox controller or something. I happen to like that over the PlayStation. Sorry, PS fans. And all the heavy lifting was done in the cloud, so it didn't really matter what hardware you're playing on. That's intriguing. It really is. Is it better? I don't know. I mean, even if Apple came out with a gaming Mac, they probably wouldn't rise to the top of gaming PC ranks in everyone's head. There'd be, like, hardcore Apple fans that maybe double as hardcore gamers somehow there's overlap they would be really excited about it and call it the best thing ever for gaming and then there'd be the rest of the industry that's like really entrenched in their pc ways and stuff and no matter what apple did they would never like it and so it'd probably take a while even if they did come out with it for it to become more popular as a guess You know, it's been so long since we did a podcast. There's literally dozens and dozens of things that we could sit here and talk about that I would like to talk about. And you probably wish I would talk about Um, all the stuff that's happened in between the last episode and this episode. But I think those things are lost to the podcast. Uh, There's just not enough time to actually go through and discuss that stuff. But rest assured, I'm back on it for the podcast when I run into something interesting I make a note of it and I save it in drafts, actually label it podcast, and go through and pick out the most interesting, intriguing stuff to share with you. So we're back in full force here on the after party. Thank you so much for joining me. I will very much look forward to uh, the next podcast and also the next videos coming up. Uh, I would love... Here's the thing. I don't want to ask you guys for a review. Hey, please review me. Because if you do give me a review, I want you to actually want to, and, and not just be blowing smoke or something, you know, constructive criticism and feedback is great. Or if you really like it to tell me is good too, because what I want to do is make this the best podcast I can for you guys. And so the only way that I really have been able to get feedback is for the podcast is through ratings. So if you're in Apple podcasts in particular, and you feel like giving a review I don't want you to feel obligated because I'm saying, talking about it, but if you really actually felt like it and wanted to help shape what this is becoming, I would appreciate it because that seems to be the best way to collect feedback from you guys right now. So I'll be looking for it, um, but don't feel obligated. If you want to say thank you because you really enjoy the podcast, I'll leave the link down below. Where you could buy me a coffee or something if you want to, but what would really be better even than that is just if you want to share it. If you've got a friend who's into tech or Apple or could just use a new podcast for their commute or something, yeah, why not share it with them? Otherwise, I'll catch you guys in the next video or over on Twitter or Instagram at Daily Tech, spelled T-E-K-K in those places. Later.